B-Rad podcast is brought to you by MoFo, male optimization formula with organs to boost testosterone. Brad's macadamia masterpiece, mind-blowing nut butter blend now available on Amazon. Bala Enzyme, electrolyte and triple enzyme recovery drink mix. Paleo Valley, nutrient-rich ancestral-inspired health products. By Optimizers, performance supplements like magnesium, probiotics, and more. And B-Rad Whey Protein Super Fuel, coming soon. Stay tuned for details. And please visit bradkearns.com to check out my personal selection of favorite products for health, fitness, and peak performance with great discounts for listeners. And here we go with the show. You go on the search from the place of, what do I truly desire? And what if it's okay for me to head in the direction of having it and being it? I am really bad at money and business. And I said, was that yours or your dad? And she went, oh my God, it was my dad. And I went, how about your mom? She went, and my mom. And I came out of it with a sense of gratitude for being alive. And I never went back to that place again. It's a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. Hey, this is going to be one of my favorite commercials because I get to introduce you to the delicious, nutritious, life-changing Brad's Macadamia Masterpiece. This is a mind-blowing nut butter blend that will soon ascend to your number one go-to snack, treat, or accoutrement for anything from dark chocolate, a cucumber celery smear, or mixed in with yogurt, oatmeal, cheesecake, or with a spoon right into your mouth, heading south. Let me, let me, let me tell you what I created in my kitchen through whirlwind experimentation and extreme sampling to my VIP product testing crew across the nation so far with 100% approval. In this beautiful jar, we have macadamia nuts, walnuts, cashews, the rare and precious coconut butter, coconut flakes, cacao nibs, real ancient sea salt, and organic MCT oil. Every single ingredient has been sourced to origin to be the very best we could find from around the world for the absolute highest purity and nutritional value. We run this product in small batches with a boutique family business in the Pacific Northwest, and everything is cold-pressed to preserve nutritional value. So if you like eating healthy, it's a dream come true for all those who are keto, primal, paleo, and vegan vegetarian, too. I come in peace, my global healthy living friends. Masterpiece, that is. Try some now, and it will change your life. I promise. If you don't like it, send it back to me. I'll eat it. You can order Brad's Macadamia Masterpiece on Amazon. Simple, simple. Or if you're bold, daring, and adventurous, buy three and get a bottle free at bradventures.com. Buy six and we'll send you eight. Christmas shopping early instead of late at bradventures.com. Check it out. Brad's Macadamia Masterpiece. Uh. Hello, listeners. Yeah, starting it out. I'm the man in the box. You know that old rock and roll song, Man in the Box. I thought of playing that because we're going to hear about chihuahuas in a box later in this super interesting interview with Dr. Dane 
here. He is an author, a change maker, a speaker, and the co-creator of an operation called Access Consciousness. So we are going to go on a little spiritual journey, and you're going to love this guy's gentle, flowing style. Everything's easy to follow, but at the same time, we're going to go deep into some of the ways that we can live a happier, uh, more conscious life and get away from some of the really destructive patterns that are so prevalent today. Uh, Dr. Dane says that judgment is the biggest killer on the planet, especially the judgment of ourselves. And as we go through uh, a varied assorted topics here, you're going to get some really interesting practical tips. And I'll give you some tidbits to uh, get you further focused and interested to, to listen to Dr. Dane. Um, one of his is uh, the act, the exercise of asking this question who does this belong to? And that relates to just about anything, the negative energy in the room or the ruminations in your mind and what's going on and bringing you um, stress and anxiety instead of uh, joy and lightness. And he asks you to perform an exercise where you expand out late in the show. And he'll describe what that means, uh, preface it by saying, hey, this sounds kind of airy-fairy, but if you think about it, expanding out, expanding your awareness out one mile, 10 miles, 100 miles, 1,000 miles, and that's where the reference to the chihuahuas in a box comes. I really think you're going to enjoy this. The message is really interesting, and he offers all kinds of free tools and tips at his website, drdanehere.com. So it's D-R-D-A-I-N, Dr. Dane here.com. And here is a precious uh, interview with a lot of practical takeaways and food for thought and ways to correct course when you find yourself being stuck in judgment and constricted rather than open and expanding. Dr. Dane here. I'm so glad to connect with you after this incredibly exciting uh, exchange by email about all the things you're into. So thanks for joining us, man. Brad, what a pleasure, my friend. What an honor also. Thank you. All right. Uh, well, what about this International Being You Day? Maybe we should start with that and get into what you're doing at Access Consciousness, the name of your operation. And um, we're going to be talking about adversity, how to manage it, overcome it, turn it into a power. I, I love it. How to kick adversity's butt to the curb, you know? Yeah. Um, International Being You Day is something that... Uh, I started because I wrote a book called Being You, Changing the World. And the feedback that I got from people was, I am being more me than I've ever been before, and it's changing everything. And, you know, we're inspired by people who are willing to be them no matter what. You know, you see somebody get up for an Oscar acceptance speech, and they're actually a real person, you know, talking to you and saying, hey, you can do this. I overcame adversity. So can you. And it becomes it becomes something pardon me, I got to turn off my notifications here. Um, it becomes something when we're truly willing to be us that transforms every area of our lives. So I created a day, I say I, me and a bunch of amazing creators, where we can celebrate us being us, whatever that is, celebrate our quirks, celebrate our differences, but also start to explore what is it when I'm truly being me and what occurs in my life as a result? How does that show up? And how can I access more of it? So it's a 24-hour event online, and you go there for inspiration and to know that it's okay to be you, partially by seeing examples of people that are and getting inspired and going, dude, 
I'm as weird as they are and they're succeeding, you know, and partially by going on some explorations during the day of, of different things that are fun to do that just make you feel lighter, make you feel more you when you do it. I guess, as opposed to being a poser or being inauthentic or just not, not being vulnerable, not really uh, sharing, but just kind of going through the motions. Hey, how are you today? I'm fine. And, you know, it's just um, kind of autopilot. Would that be the compare and contrast? I say that's part of it. You know, so many people are living on primarily a surface level and they've never really invited themselves to go on a journey of self-exploration probably thinking that it's too woo-woo or or thinking that it's too difficult. And so I want to debunk both of those. It's not woo-woo. It's not difficult. It's actually really fun. And that's really where the juice in life lives is when you're truly choosing for what's true for you. And so it's it's about opening that door for people and encouraging encouraging them to actually walk through it. Now, does that uh, generally take us back to childhood. We hear so much talk about the, um, the the programming that came in in the early years and how we're playing out again and again these um, subconscious patterns. There is so much of that that you discover along the way. But in contrast to going on that search, like what is my programming so I can undo it? You go on the search from the place of what do I truly desire? And what if it's okay for me to head in the direction of having it and being it? And then the stuff comes up. You'll have the awarenesses of, wow, I do this all the time. I hate it. And I'm being my father. Okay, cool. Now, what choice would you like to make? Mm. And also, though, here's some tools to be able to change that. And I'm a big believer in tools because, you know, I got to a place where I was going to end my life 22 years ago. And there weren't tools out there that I knew were available that that could help me change the things that I wanted to change. So it's got to be two-pronged, the permission and the invitation to be you. But also, when you run up against a roadblock, how do you change the roadblock? You know, How do you melt that thing so you can keep on trucking? Hmm, rather than uh, obsess about it or analyze it to death and, and remain stuck. And um, some of the, the language you use is really powerful here. So I, I know we're going to get into it, um, getting away from that cycle of no choice and no change. Uh, so maybe uh, it might be nice for you to give us a little more background. Um, you report that you had a rough upbringing and um, now you're talking about a, a turning point uh, 22 years ago. So I'd love to know more about that. And that can maybe weave in some of the, some of the insights from a, a storytelling perspective. Sure. Yeah. What, uh, as a little kid, I grew up in the ghetto. My parents were separated. My mom had absolutely no money and she found somebody that would take us in. And in that household, I experienced every form of abuse imaginable, physical, emotional, sexual, uh, <laughs> invalidation of my being, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and so growing up though, even in the midst of the abuse, I was looking at this. And even as a little kid, I remember thinking, it doesn't have to be this way. Like, why can't these people see this? And I just knew, I knew it didn't have to be that way, but that didn't mean I was totally free from the effects of abuse. What it meant was I grew up and though I wanted to help people to the best of my ability, I would keep seeing these limitations fly up in front of my face. 
And yet I still knew there's something, there should be something else possible. So I started going to weekend workshops. I started reading books on self-improvement, self-development, uh, money, psychology, business. How old are you now, Dane? When um, you're getting right into now? this? Oh, no, I mean, right. when you were... That was in my 20s when I started. Okay, getting, so you, um, yeah, you, you made it through a rough, a rough upbringing, but all along you were kind of you had a sort of a, a searching perspective that that took you in took you in deep, I guess, when you got into your 20s. Yeah, or at least started started the depth that I could have at that point, and so I started this search with always with the sense of there's got to be something different. And what occurred was, so at a certain point, I realized that what I really wanted to be was a chiropractor. So I was like, okay, I am going to chiropractic school. And I was so excited and I did, and I graduated. And then that also did not provide the, the space that I knew was possible. And I became a chiropractor because I wanted to create miracles in people's lives because I knew these amazing healers that were doing that, you know, somebody would come to them with anything and they could help them start changing it. I didn't seem to be able to create that result. And I used to go to these weekend workshops, like I was saying, and what would happen is by Wednesday of the following week, you know, I'd feel like I had the answer by Sunday night when I left. And by Wednesday of the following week, it felt like everything went away and the universe caved in on my head again. And I was confronted with everything I still hadn't changed and wasn't able to do and wasn't able to create. And it was literally a Wednesday. I will never forget the day. Here I am living in Santa Barbara, which, you know, is paradise. As you know, you went to UCSB, you know, we talked about this and, uh, and I'm feeling like I'm the only unhappy person that lives here, driving to work each morning, looking left and looking right, seeing the people in the other cars going, am I the only one who's this unhappy here? And I finally broke for the first time in my 30 years on the planet, I gave up hope. And I was like, and I remember getting to my chiropractic office going, I'm done. Universe, here's the deal. You have six months. Either my life changes or I'm out of here. And I wasn't asking for much. I was asking to have a sense of peace and happiness and some more ease with money, you know, was not, would have been nice also. But, and so a week later, I came across an ad for something called Access Consciousness. And it said, Access, all of life comes to me with ease and joy and glory. And something about that inspired me and pissed me off all at the same time. <laughs> so I ended up calling and having a session. I had one session that lasted an hour and 15 minutes. I went into it depressed and suicidal with a date to end my life and a plan to do so. And I came out of it with a sense of gratitude for being alive. And I never went back to that place again. And not that I didn't have lows after that. That's not what I'm saying. But I never, I knew I was never going to actually kill myself. And my point of view was, if it can feel like this to be alive, I am in. Let's do this. And so within a few months, I started um, doing this stuff, using all these tools of access consciousness that I could find. I met the founder. We became fast friends upon meeting each other almost. And for the last 22 years, I've been part of increasing the, the tool base, the knowledge base, and letting people know that there's such a different possibility available. It does actually exist. And the tools are available to create it. And my point of view is, I don't care whether you do access or not. I want you to know that there's a different possibility available. Find inspiration wherever you do, but know that no matter how deep the hole is that you are in, there is a way out if you're willing to choose it. 
So you're reporting going to these weekend seminars frequently, and I'm imagining these to be the pretty intense personal growth uh, retreats that we're all familiar with. I've been to some myself. They were you know, extremely immersive and fantastic. And I think it's very common that you, you come out of there Sunday night glowing with an aura around you. And then Wednesday, um, you know, things start to um, return to the smoke clears and you're like, oh crap, I'm still in this, this mess of a, a, a daily life. Um, but then you had a completely different experience from that first consultation. So um, what was what was the magic that worked for you that that uh, lit you up and kept you going? Well, I wish I could explain it in words. It fundamentally shifted something in I, I don't know if I'd say my being, but but something that I knew was possible. And it created a space and and what I didn't realize was how contracted I was in living my life and trying to, create a good relationship, trying to be a good chiropractor, trying to uh, be a good healer, trying to create a different future. But I was doing it all from like, I just had so much contraction. I didn't even realize that I had until it started opening up. And like, if you could get the sense of what it's like when you go out in nature and after you're there for a while, all the thoughts empty out of your head and you just, you hear the birds more, you see the different shades of green you have a sense of communion with everything, a sense of gratitude, a sense of connection with it all. That's what it gave me. And it was something that one of the tools we talk about in access is something that's true for you will always make you lighter. A lie for you will always make you heavier. And what it did was it, it gave me access to, in some way, gave me access to more of what was actually true for me so that I could actually live from that place, that space, that awareness, rather than, rather than feeling so unsuccessful in the way that I was living my life and doing the things that I was doing, I started going, oh, I can do it this way. And things started working much easier. And I would get a session once a week. And every single week with that first session, the sense of contraction diminished and the space expanded. And each week I would get one tool to use until the next session. And like a tool like, who does this belong to? Which is based on the idea that 98% of our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, and the things that go through our head are actually things we pick up from other people. And you can dispel it with, who does this belong to? If you ask that, you're in the middle of yuck, stuck, or what the, f you know, um, you can dispel it by asking, who does this belong to? And if it lightens up at all, it's not actually yours. So, I would get this space and then the universe might want to cave in on my head again. And I would use this tool and it would change. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Okay. So that cave in thing wants to happen, but I'm using this and it undoes it. There's something different about this. And it was like having tools that work in the trenches of life. So the space was like this and my next session, it seemed like it got bigger. And when it wanted to contract, I would use a tool and it would get that space again. And then the next session, it would get bigger and it just kept going that way. And I've been doing it for 22 years. And so far, I've not, not seen an end to, to <laughs> how big and how spacious things can get. So just to further understand, when you talk about living a life that is contracted, narrow, uh, we're stuck in our, I guess, belief systems, you have this line in your uh, commentary about uh, being stuck in a cycle of no choice and no change. Can you just 
further describe what that's like or um, some sort of um, uh, detail for someone to to determine whether they're living a contracted life or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I would say it's it's pretty simple. It's like, are you doing the same things over and over and not getting a different result? Mm. Are you having a sense of lightness and happiness at least part of your day or a lot of your day? Or are you not? Are you having a sense that, you know, you're not so happy? And, you know, and if the last two plus years have have shown us anything, it's shown us the places where where we are are definitely willing to buy into the contraction, if you will, to buy into the stress around us, to buy into that that's how we're supposed to feel. And the difficulty is we've all got a lot of points of view about how we're supposed to feel and how we're supposed to act and how we're supposed to be that, that don't often bring us lightness, but we keep going back to them because we don't see anything else. Uh, and what's that 98% of what we think is fed us from other fed to us by others. Is that, what was that mean? Well, yeah, that 98% of our thoughts, our feelings, and our emotions are actually not ours. We actually pick up on them from others. You know, I mean, we can see it in, it's like, if you hang out with happy people, you tend to get happier. Hmm. If you hang out with judgmental people, you tend to start judging more and wondering why, even if you're not judgmental and don't want to. Well, if we can extrapolate that a bit, we don't just pick up on the thoughts and the points of view and the emotions and the beliefs of the people really close to us. We, you know, we have this thing we call collective consciousness. And, you know, I, I see it very interestingly. We are all connected, but what we seem to share most easily is our unconsciousness, you know, our contracted state, our, our, um, our judgments, our rightnesses, our wrongnesses, those we pick up on really easily because they're very intense. And what we have the ability to do, if we use this, who does this belong to tool, and we even created an app for it. It's totally free and it's access consciousness. Who does this belong to? Because the way we suggest that you use it to, to really make it work effectively in a short amount of time is you want to ask, who does this belong to, to every thought, feeling, emotion, judgment, stuck energy that you have for three days. And if you do that for three days and let go of the things that are not yours, you break the machine that makes you think that everything is yours. And you walk around like you're in a walking, talking meditation. And I use this. So I had this session. I got over. I knew I was done with the suicidal point of view that I had. And I mean, I cannot tell you how grateful I was. And a few days later, I woke up with the same exact energy because what would happen for me is my girlfriend would leave for work and I would lay in bed and cry. Here I am a doctor wanting to help people and I can't even get my own life together. And I would lay in bed and cry and wallow in self-pity. And I would look over, you know, and I looked over at the clock and I the person who had done this session had written, who does this belong to on a little yellow sticky note? Well, after I had the session and got home that day, I unloaded you know, the contents of my pockets. And this little yellow note happened to be standing up right by the clock. I looked over to see, 
how long I had to wallow in self-pity before I had to go pretend to be a doctor. And I read these words, who does this belong to? And I was in the middle of the intensity of everything I had gone through. And I read these words, who does this belong to? And it went, gone. And I went, holy shit. I looked around the room and I was like, are you kidding me? Did this actually just happen? I'm, and I, I thought, okay, maybe I was dreaming. Maybe. No, I knew I was awake. But then in that moment, I realized so much of what I had been experiencing was things I was aware of with everybody around me, most of whom I didn't even know personally. And this is a big thing for the sensitive people of the world. And, and most of the people that, that are suffering, well, not most, but let's say so many of the people that are suffering with depression, anxiety, massive amounts of stress, tend to be the sensitive individuals in the world. And what's interesting is they have their own perception of the world, their own way of viewing the world. But whereas somebody else, a quote unquote normal person, if there is such a thing, let's call it that, a normal person, their volume knob for the intensity of thoughts, feelings, and emotions around them will be at a one or a two. For a sensitive person, it's at a thousand sometimes. And so nobody can talk to them about about them because they just don't get it. They just don't understand how intense this is for people. And so this, who does this belong to is just one of about 8,000 tools that we have in access, but it can be so helpful, especially when you have a world that is stressed about war, stressed about Corona, stressed about, stressed about, stressed about everything. Dislodging a lot of that can really give us a lot of space. I'm pleased to present B-Rad Grass-Fed Whey Protein Isolate Superfuel, the absolute highest quality, all-natural protein supplement infused with creatine that delivers everything you need to optimize your appetite for fat loss, recover quickly from workouts, and build and maintain lean muscle mass, the single most important attribute for aging gracefully. Our protein comes directly from small family farms in America's dairy land of Wisconsin. It's cold processed and micro filtered for maximum bioavailability and digestibility. So please don't mess with the many cheap commodity protein supplements that are ineffective, inferior, less pure, and often contain junk sweeteners, especially the plant-based offerings that are vastly less bioavailable than the gold standard of protein supplements that's whey protein isolate. Whether you're in your peak athletic years looking to grow and recover or in the older age groups trying to delay aging and decline, whey and creatine are widely agreed to be the most critical and effective supplements to take for the rest of your life. You can easily stir the superfuel in water or make a delicious smoothie every day. I'm certain that you're going to love the pleasant, light, natural vanilla bean and cocoa bean flavors. So try some on Amazon today. It's a huge hit with dozens of five-star reviews. Or you can order direct from bradnutrition.com with our buy three, get one free, and make the super fuel a centerpiece of your daily routine. 
Hey, I want to tell you about Schwank Grills. This is a revolutionary portable gas infrared grill that uses the exact same heating technology as the world's best steakhouses. You heat up to 1,500 degrees Fahrenheit to grill the juiciest steak you've ever tasted in as little as three minutes. Can you believe it? That's right. You do not have to go to those crowded, noisy, super overpriced steakhouses anymore when you have the same technology in your backyard. And the Schwank Portable Infrared Grill is not just for steak. You can make chicken wings wings, hamburgers, seafood, lobster, vegetables. I make salmon in three minutes. They even have a pizza stone accessory. I want you to visit their very informative and mouth-watering website at schwankgrills.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-N-K. Everything you cook, faster, juicier. The speed is so important, so convenient. Uh, there's a drip tray on the bottom, so you let the juices drip down. I love the bison burger, the venison burgers. That's my game. And then you can add a mixture of butter, spices, whatever you want, into the tray. Pour it back onto your meat or your salmon for a huge improvement in flavor. Are you getting hungry? I am. <laughs> Let's go to schwankgrills.com, S-C-H-W-A-N-K, grills.com, and up your home cooking game. This is a one-of-a-kind grill. I have a great discount code for you, of course. It's BRAD150 to save $150 off your purchase of a Schwank grill. So when you perform this exercise and, and ask who does this belong to, are you perhaps um, pinpointing this belongs to the critical voice of my father? This belongs to my ex-girlfriend that made me feel like crap? Or is it, uh, in, can it, can it bounce around from this belongs to the uh, energy of, of the world that is getting a, a fearful uh, dialogue about COVID that's permeating everything. And you can, you can actually ask the question and then uh, come up with an answer. Is that how the exercise works? Well, the way it, actually works. And sometimes you'll get that. You'll be like, holy crap, that's my dad. Holy crap, that's my ex. You know, Sometimes you'll get that and that can be beneficial also. But a lot of times you ask, who does this belong to? And what'll happen is it will just lighten up a bit. And you don't even need to know who it belongs to or where it came from. Not my Some, problem, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's all I know. I don't know who exactly. it belongs to. Yeah. yeah, the backpack was left here on the side of the road. It's not mine. <laughs> it's it has only. twenty pounds in it. I've been carrying it for six miles. I'm getting tired now. My shoulders hurt. Yep, drop the friggin' backpack. It's just not yours. And and the, you know, like I said, this is one of about eight thousand tools, but it's one that I think is it can be so helpful for people right now if they'll allow themselves to just to use it and then see how it goes. And the beauty is, once again, we don't have to know who it belongs to. Sometimes we'll get that awareness, but a lot of times we'll just get a little bit lighter. And in that case, you go, okay, return all this crap to sender. Not mine, not my problem. Because the other part of this that is so interesting is if it's not yours, you can't change it. Mm. You can't do anything about it. You know, and people are carrying a lot of things. Like you said, it's got 20 pounds in it or 200 pounds for most people at this point or 2000, you know, and people are still walking and trudging with it. But if it's not actually yours, you're not the source point for it. So you can't change it. The only thing you can do to create some change is acknowledge it's not yours and return it and let it go. 
I suppose this would apply quite commonly to things that we try to appropriate as ours, such as the the path that our children are on as a parent or even uh, a partner who is um, behaving in a manner that you judge to be, um, you know, less than optimal and you're trying to change them, change them, family member, friend, loved one, whatever, uh, co-worker. Um, and so, you know, acknowledging who does this belong to? Maybe the answer is it belongs to them. So stay the heck out of it kind of thing. I can see that coming in too. <laughs> yeah. And, and that is extremely helpful. And then, you know, if you want to go slightly further down the rabbit hole, you can ask, who does this desire to control them belong to? And you go, <laughs> oh my God, I'm trying to control them the same way my parents tried to control me. I hated it. And therefore I'm repeating it, which is what we do. We tend to repeat the things we hated the most. Oh. Why is that? I wish I knew. Huh. My only sense is it has so much charge for us that it, you know, we talked about the the lightness or heaviness or the contraction and lack of space versus a sense of space. Well, we don't tend to value a sense of space, a sense of ease. We tend to look at those things that are most contracted, the heaviest, the most intense and go, "Ooh, I've got to deal with that. If I can change that, then I'll get to lightness. We don't realize that if it's really heavy and contracted, it's either not ours or it's a lie because what's true always makes us lighter. Mm. And, you know, we could, we could follow this, you know, in, in many different directions, but the recognition of that is that if we have been trying and trying and trying to handle the things that are heavy in our lives and because they're really intense, they're contracted, they're really intense, they're heavy. If we've been trying to handle those, what happens is what we're missing is the ease of the path of lightness that we could be choosing. And, you know, I, I say that and I realize a lot of people listening, you know, their brains probably just flatline because it's like, wait, what? The ease of the what of the what of what, what, what? But that's really like truly when we're being us, we have a sense of lightness. We have a sense of joy. Like we were talking about, you know, your house and, you know, the tree falling on it. And, and yet it's like going in the direction of that house has a lightness to it. The tree falls. You're like, well, okay, that sucks, but okay, cool. Now the house is going to be better, which has even more lightness to it now. And what most people do is they look at the heaviness or the most contracted, intense thing, the thing that has the most trauma and drama. And believe they need to go in that direction and fix that so they can have lightness. Did you say no, trauma need... and drama? Uh-huh. I love that. Okay. Yeah. The, the stuff in our lives that have the most trauma and drama, people, leave them alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God, yes. Leave it alone. It's, right. you know. Even if we can't, uh, f- even if we don't think we can fix it, sometimes we just get stuck obsessing upon, uh, you know, how we um, uh, 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 lost money in the stock market or whatever, things that happened in the past and it's trauma and drama and we, we, um, we lock into that. Yeah. And, and we do, and we have tools that are a little beyond the, the scope of today's conversation, but we have tools and specific ways of changing that usually within minutes. <laughs> and yeah, because it's an energetic structure, it's, hmm. I don't even know how to explain it, but it's it's part of what taken to its to the nth degree creates PTSD. And that is something that we can change because we've identified the energy, we've identified the structure underneath it. But if we can recognize that, look, this thing that you're doing trauma and drama over, 
is it creating any more for you? And if not, ask this, what else is possible that I've never considered? And what would it take to change this with total ease? And what different reality is possible that I'm not yet choosing? And so one of the other big parts of access consciousness is asking questions because a question always opens up another doorway of possibility. Our conclusion, if you conclude something like this is the way it is, you're right. You know, like Henry Ford said, if you Uh think you can or think you can't, you are correct. Uh And that's really true. So how do we get to more of I can or more of what's possible? Start asking open-ended questions. Like once again, what else is possible? Or how does it get any better than this? Or what's right about this I'm not getting? What's right about me I'm not getting? And what would it take to change this with more ease than I ever thought could occur? Greetings, my fitness-minded listeners. I want to acquaint you with the Primal Fitness Expert Certification Program, the most comprehensive home study multimedia fitness education course in the world. If you want to enhance your personal knowledge of all aspects of leading a healthy, active, fit lifestyle, this total immersion course will be life-changing. I'm the lead instructor and author of the course, and we have 14 chapters of extensive written content with over 100 accompanying videos covering topics such as general everyday movement, including micro-workouts and dynamic workstation tips, the full experience of gym-based strength training in all the different modalities, a complete presentation on all aspects of sprinting, both running and low-impact options, an assortment of high-intensity interval training and high-intensity repeat training strategies, a detailed education on the principles and practical application of aerobic endurance training, and extensive commentary, the most you will find in any publication, on all aspects and symptoms of overtraining and burnout. We even have fascinating peripheral topics like integrating nasal diaphragmatic breathing, dynamic stretching, injury prevention, and developing a peak performance mindset. It's really something, this course. We went all out for over two years with a great team to develop this amazing home-based fitness education for you. And you get one-on-one expert email support and private Facebook group connection throughout your studies to ensure that you absorb everything optimally and you pass your series of exams and get certified. So go to primalhealthcoach.com slash Brad to enjoy a very special limited time. And I'm not kidding. This is a big time discount just for you. 25% off your tuition. A fantastic premium offer at primalhealthcoach.com slash Brad for the most comprehensive fitness course you can ever find. I want to discuss the incredible benefits of red light therapy and how you can get started with Mito Red Light. Mito, like mitochondria, red light makes the premier light therapy devices in the world and at incredibly affordable prices. I stand in front of my Mito Pro 1500 unit every morning, carefully exposing my eyeballs, other important balls, and my entire body to special wavelengths of red and near infrared for red light. When I tell people about my daily devotion to red light therapy, they typically ask, does this stuff really work? And the answer is yes. And there are thousands of studies supporting its effectiveness. Here's how. It's called photobiomodulation. 
where specific wavelengths of red and near-infrared light, red's visible, near-infrared is not visible, that's why it looks like only half of your panel's working, these wavelengths help mitochondria in cells throughout your body produce more energy and clear waste products more efficiently. Red light exposure helps mobilize nitric oxide trapped in the mitochondria and allows oxygen to return to the cell and increase ATP production. The the benefits are proven again and again for skin health, muscle recovery, joint pain, and numerous inflammatory conditions. Red light therapy is also beneficial for circadian rhythm alignment because we generally get far too little direct sunlight and too much indoor blue light from screens and light bulbs at the wrong times. You don't hear much about this benefit of red light therapy, but when I turn on those lights, first thing in the morning. As soon as I wake up, I walk across the hall, I stand in front of the panels, and I feel instantly awake and energized. And believe me, there's a lot of days where Mr. Health Guy here wakes up feeling a little groggy and a little whiny, like I don't want to right get up now and get into my morning exercise routine. But when I stand in front of the lights, in one minute, I swear I feel wide awake. I get all that grogginess out naturally. It's super powerful, super effective, besides all the healing and the cellular benefits. I also love it for being a natural wake-up machine. You have to try red light therapy. I am certain that you will become a devoted user. And guess what? Mito Red Light offers a 60-day no-risk trial period and a special 5% discount for BRAD podcast listeners. Just visit mitoredlight, M-I-T-O, redlight.com, and use the code BRAD on any of their products. Go for it today and get started on your red light journey. Uh, and you say that judgment is the biggest killer on the planet, and it strikes me as the opposite of what you just described. Because judgment, you're locking down and saying, well, it's always going to be like this or whatever your, your judgment is. Maybe you can elaborate more on why that's, um, why that's the biggest killer on the planet, especially the judgment of ourselves, as you say. Yeah. So one of the things that we found is for any judgment, any decision or any conclusion that you come to, nothing that doesn't match that can come into your awareness. Oof. Yeah. That hurts, man. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. And, and if you realize how much we have learned to do that as a function of being alive here, you realize it's, it's pretty big. And so the, one of the antidotes to that is this thing of asking open-ended questions, but also recognizing where we've come to a conclusion, come to a judgment. And, you know, we've all been taught that we need to judge right from wrong in order to know what to choose. Mm which sounds like a valid way of going about things, except it puts us into a place where for everything, we're trying to judge whether it's right or wrong and what shade of right and what shade of wrong, or whether it's good or bad. What that keeps us from doing is asking this question, which is, what future will this create? And there's a way of getting there where you go, if I choose this, what will my life be like in five years? Hmm. And if I don't choose this, what will my life be like? Usually one of those will be more space, more expansion. Um, and once again, I know it can sound airy-fairy, but it's actually using how 
the rest of the world actually functions, how the plants, the animals, the trees, every creature except people. That's how they function. They follow, you know, we call it instinct. Well, yeah, it's because they don't have a mind that they're using to calculate and compute every choice. Mm. They're present and they're going, okay, if I eat this nut, you know, and, and they're not, they're also not even thinking about it. That's just how they function. Mm -hmm. And so we can get closer to our natural instinct for creating beauty in our lives. If we would recognize when we're judging and go, uh, uh, I'm done. And we have tools for that also, but once again, a little beyond the scope of what we can talk about right now, unfortunately, but the choice to notice when you're judging, notice when you've come to a conclusion about something and go, okay, stop, see a hand, see a stop sign. And just ask yourself, what other choice do I have available that I haven't acknowledged? Or what else is possible that I've never considered? But Dane, I've always been uh, uh, bad with uh, financial uh, management and irresponsible. So uh, it's always going to be that way or, or fill in the blank, people. You can probably yeah. come up with a few of your own. I'm, I'm not that good at software. It really confuses me. And so boom, there you go. And you're, you're carrying that with you your entire life. That, and that's, and that's the thing. Like I worked with one lady who she said exactly that. I am so bad with finances. I'm so bad at business. And my husband left me and I, you know, I have this amount of money and I'm not sure what to do with it. I'm sure I'll probably lose it. I was like, whoa, 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 let's back up there, sister. <laughs> Let's you ask know. some open-ended questions. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's 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 not go down to you know to wherever we're going to bury you right now. Please, let's do something else. And so, I used some of the access consciousness tools and started uh, undoing these things from the point of creation. And and we have a simple way of doing that. And within a few minutes it became very clear. And I said, okay, so when did you buy that point of view that you were bad with business and finances? I said, how old are you being when you, when you, when you perpetrate that? She went three years old. I was like, whoa, okay, cool. What happened at three? And she went, oh my God, my dad lost his job and they ended up separating for a while. And it was so traumatic in my house and so stressful. I've never wanted to repeat it. But I came out of it with the idea that I am really bad at money and business. And I said, was that yours or your dad's? And she went, oh my God, it was my dad's. And I went, how about your mom? She went, and my mom's, because my mom was terrified. I went, cool. Okay, so now we have the setup. You know, We have the setup for what you think is necessary. So we did some more work. And six months later, I saw her in another class. And in access classes, we let people ask questions. You get up to the microphone and you can ask whatever the heck you want. And she got up to the microphone and I was like, hey, nice to see you. And she looked a lot more alive, you know, a lot more present in her body. Her, she had more, more life in her face. And I was like, cool. And she said, I don't even have a question right now. She said, except how does it get any better than this? Because since I last saw you, number one, my bank account has increased dynamically. But number two, I started a business with a friend of mine and I'm actually the financial genius in the business. And we are doing this thing together and we've just started and already we're having these people come to us who want to partner with us. And I cannot tell you if we wouldn't have had that conversation, I would have still thought I was bad with money. Turns out I'm actually really good with money. Thank you so much. I was like, yes. Yeah, that's, that's pretty heavy. I, I uh, kind of um, 
speaking for the the peanut gallery right now, and I've had experiences in my own life where I'm sharing my enthusiasm for something, and you can see the person is stuck in their uh, judgments and negative energy. And even hearing a wonderful anecdote like you just described with a woman who's always thought she was bad with money and now her her phone's ringing off the hook and money's flowing in there. Uh, and if we have a negative uh, response to such a wonderful story, we immediately cut ourselves off from the flow. That's pretty obvious. Uh, but for someone who who is stuck or maybe tiptoeing on the tightrope and, and about to jump in uh, full full board to access consciousness and, and everything else, um, you know, what, what could be a, a way that, um, we, um, you know, embrace someone who's a, a little bit resistant, uh, with, uh, I don't know, with, um, with caring and kindness. Well, that I, I love that question because what we tend to do is we tend to think that, that somebody who is resisting something we're saying Somehow it's about us. They're making us wrong. Mm, or, who does that belong to? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And in that, we miss the chance to be an invitation for something that might create more for them and make their world greater if they want to choose it. But for me, if you have, and, and I can very much relate to sitting and having somebody tell this wonder story about the exact thing I'm stuck in. And be like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. you know, and what we're doing in that is when we have a massive charge like that, it's always because we have a capacity that we're not choosing and, or that we're not acknowledging. So we hear the story and we go, yeah, but I'm struggling with money and I'm crap with money and all this stuff. And, and money's one of the big ones. Let's face it. Money, relationship, body. Um, those are some of the big things that that occur for almost everybody. And, and so they'll say, well, I'm stuck with money. Like what the heck, man? And what you want to ask yourself is what is the gift in this story for me? Like, is there something here that I'm actually capable of that I'm not acknowledging or that I'm refusing? Because if we have a major charge on something, it's because there's something that relates to us in that, or we think there is. Hmm. And in this case, it's in like, other words, you, you hit a nerve. Uh, and that's why I got defensive and said, I don't want to hear any more of your bullshit stories about yeah. people money flowing because I got a overdrawn bank account. And yeah. so because it hit a nerve, that's when we can open up to uh, an incredible gift, right? Yeah. Rather yeah. than having a flatline response, like, I don't think much about money. It's not really a problem in my life and good for that person. But boy, when you get that, you call it a charge, a negative charge. Yeah, you yeah. have a yeah, a charge of one form or another, you know, the and and it's exactly that. It's like you you just expose the nerve that at least in this moment is the thing that if you address it will create the most change the fastest. Okay, we're we're um we're open-minded. We're 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 we're, we're jumping in deeper. I love it. Well, yeah, and I'm grateful that we can because the thing is, it requires a level of vulnerability mm. to be willing to go there and, and not just stick with they're wrong and therefore I am right. You know, like claiming because what we do, you know, what we've learned to do is claim our rightness by separating and making others wrong when they bring up these things that are these sensitive subjects or these tender nerves 
rather than going, what is there for me? What is the gift in that for me? What is the capacity I have that's just like hers? Because, because unacknowledged and untapped into capacity, when we hear, when we have it, even if we can't understand or figure out how or why, if it's touching that much of a nerve, our untapped into capacity will be one of the things that, that sparks us the most, that aggravates us the most. And this is beneath awareness, largely, yes. I guess, the, the, the negative charge is happening on the surface. So it's yeah. really important to, to remain open, I guess. Yeah, well, that's the beauty of, it's exactly what you're saying. The awareness of that is way beneath the surface. The awareness of the capacity is way beneath the surface. And we've had life experience that we have piled on top of it that tells us what a pile of crap we are. And now I say this story, for example, and if you get really activated or really, I don't remember what the word is that we're using, you know, a lot of charge on that. You know, if you have that, it's a gift because it's gone down beneath all those layers and it's actually accessing the you that knows there's something different possible, which is why you get pissed off or resistant or whatever it is. And one of the other things is a, another tool that can be helpful. If, if you notice yourself judging someone or something else, you want to ask yourself, when, what, when did I do that? And when did I be that? Because if we hadn't been it and done it, we would not have a charge on it. Mm. Yeah. Um, boy, I had to take a breath and think about that one. So when you're, when you're uh, lit up, when you're triggered by the behavior of others, it's because you've been there and done that before. Yep. Like, have you ever met somebody who quit smoking, you know, and they were the one that was pissed when people tell them to stop smoking and, and they became like the, the police, you know, the riot police against anybody else who smokes. They had so much charge on it. Why? Because they had been there and done that. And that is the time. And, and really, if we have anything come up where we're judging somebody else, the first thing we should be asking is, when was I that? And when did I do that? And will I now let that go? Hmm. You know, and, you know, people might do a forgiveness exercise for, for me, I would do this thing called POC and POD, P-O-C and P-O-D, which stands for going back to the point of creation and, or the point of destruction of wherever you put that in place, whether it was last week or childhood or a hundred billion years ago, who knows? So, uh, you also have a way to change overwhelm in three quick steps. Maybe we could sprinkle that in. And then I'd love to wrap it up with you describing further, how you can help people through your, um, the programming that you offer. Thank you. Now you're going to have to remind me of those three quick steps because it changes for me all the time. <laughs> um, I, I don't have them, but um, there's also um, your, this is just from um, Dade's marketing information people. So there's, there's 10 questions you can ask to oh, yeah. change any situation and changing overwhelm in three steps. But I, I can think of one of them right now is to say, who does this belong to? Because that overwhelm yeah. is um, generally trying to uh, orchestrate and control everything around you and make, make the world bend to, um, to your will. And that's the recipe for overwhelm. True. Who does story. this belong to? Who does yep. this belong to? Okay. Who does this belong to? And then the other thing that you can do for overwhelm is 
and this is a weird one, but what power or potency am I trying to hide? Because one of the things that happens that leads to overwhelm is, is a lot of energy that we can't, that we don't seem to be able to control or know what to do with. And a lot of times that's actually potency. And for me, potency is the ability to change something. Hmm. And it can feel like a of energy that we're not comfortable with or familiar with. So we shut it down. But in shutting it down, what we have to do is that contraction thing. And when we do that, everything seems overwhelming. And what it is, is we we had, let's say, something come up. And in response, we had we had this potency come up, this capacity that feels like rawr sometimes. And we go, oh, rawr, bad, can't be rawr. Okay, no rawr. And then you shove it down enough and it's like, and then what happens is anything that is um, beyond the scope of being that seems like something you can't handle. Hmm. And then you go into overwhelm. And then the third thing for overwhelm that can help a lot, and this once again may seem really airy-fairy, but if you'll expand your space out and out and out and out, like expand out a mile in all directions and just notice what that's like for most people. And I remember the first time I did this, it was um, in a class with my friend, Gary, the founder of Access Consciousness. He's like, expand out. And I'm like, I don't know how. And he's like, just do it. And I went, oh, I just did it. Okay. And this is what I find with all these things is I, you know, we think we don't know how, but it's not a function of thinking. We just go, okay, I'm going to expand out a mile in all directions. And then now 10 miles and just notice that now a hundred miles and a thousand. Now, some people are trying to visualize. So they're like, I'm not there yet. No, you don't like city. Okay, here we go. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. You're like, okay, I'm there too. Hmm. You know, and if you're geographically inclined, you're like, oh, United States. Okay, Pacific Ocean, you know. And so and so expand out 10,000 miles in all directions, which and then just notice how what it does is cuz most people when they get overwhelmed, it's like having a bunch of chihuahuas in a box, you know. And you know, chihuahuas in a box this big, it, 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 it you know, in a box that fits on your desk, having maybe 100 chihuahuas in there is going to be overwhelming. But if you expand that same box to 10,000 miles, you know, you have a hundred chihuahuas in 10,000 mile sphere. No problem. You know, you're like, was that a chihuahua? I heard yapping. I don't think so. You know, and it's a way that we can use. And it, and all of these are tools that we have available to us right now where it's like, Hey, you know, I talked at the beginning. It's like, it's like access is basically the tools for navigating in the trenches of life. Huh. And so they're all about getting you to the lightness that you are when you're really being you, whatever that is. And this one can be really helpful if you'll do it, especially when you start to get stressed out. Take a moment, close your eyes, feel your feet on the floor, feel your butt on the seat and notice that, you know, take a breath or two and just, and and you may have to work at it the first few times where you're like, I can't do it. But if you try it two or three times, what'll happen the next time is you'll just ask for it and go, oh shit, there it is. Where did that come from? I wonder if expanding out is uh, facilitated by being in a expansive natural surrounding. So when you drive your however many minutes from your office to the beach, when you're practicing in Santa Barbara, boom, 
there you are looking at the ocean, you automatically expand out. Same with at the top of a mountain peak or these places that fill us with incredible energy and inspiration. Um, maybe that's maybe that's part of the the trick there, huh? Absolutely. Right. And on. The, and the beauty of nature is, you know, we talked about who does this belong to. The beauty of nature is there's a lot more space and nurturing elements and far fewer things thinking all the time. So you don't have to pick up on that. And that allows you to be the entrainment to space that you actually are. Uh, how do we connect further and get further training from you and further insights? Probably the best place would be to go to drdanehere.com and check it out. There's I have so many free resources there because when I first came to this work and it changed my life, we it was not on the internet anywhere. Mm. And I'm like, I want people to know, I want people to have tools. And so there's a lot of free resources there, including the um, first hour long of the Being You book on audio and several, several videos that I have on YouTube. I've got, I don't know, something like 800 videos on YouTube at this point that are different tools that people can use. Mm. And also, I really invite you to go to beingyouday.com and experience whatever part of that you want to. It's free. It's our gift to you in the hopes of us getting to more of this space, more of this ease that we're capable of. Love it. I encourage everyone to do it. How, how, how easy is that? Just pop over and check it out. Get some more training. Dr. Dane here. Thank you so much for a great show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Da, 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 da. I want to talk about the best magnesium supplement from Bioptimizers. Did you know that magnesium is believed to be one of the most widely deficient micronutrients, that it's involved in 600 different enzyme reactions in the body, and that 75% of modern citizens fail to get enough from their diets? This is due to depleted soil, missing the truly magnesium-rich foods, and stressful lifestyle patterns depleting magnesium levels. It's definitely one of the most important supplements, and Bioptimizers has a sensational product called Magnesium Breakthrough, the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress relief and better sleep. Visit magbreakthrough.com slash brad and you get an incredibly informative page on how the product will benefit you and the best ways to use it. You'll also save 10% on that page or by using the code brad10 at checkout. Try the product with a full money-back guarantee from Buy Optimizers. Visit magbreakthrough, M-A-G, breakthrough.com slash brad or use the code brad10 at checkout. Thank you for listening to the show. I love sharing the experience with you and greatly appreciate your support. Please email podcast at bradventures.com with feedback, suggestions, and questions for the Q&A shows. Subscribe to our email list at bradkearns.com for a weekly blast about the published episodes and a wonderful bi-monthly newsletter edition with informative articles and practical tips for all aspects of healthy living. You can also download several awesome free ebooks when you subscribe to the email list.
And if you could go to the trouble to leave a five or five star review with Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen to the shows, that would be super incredibly awesome. It helps raise the profile of the BRAD podcast and attract new listeners. And did you know that you can share a show with a friend or loved one by just hitting a few buttons in your player and firing off a text message? My awesome podcast player called Overcast allows you to actually record a soundbite excerpt from the episode you're listening to and fire it off with a quick text message. Thank you so much for spreading the word. And remember, be rad.